Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates, and today we're going to be doing a little feng shui ramble gamble. I've got like several things rolling around in my head that I really want to talk about. And hey, there's no better place to do it than a feng shui ramble gamble. Am I right? So I want to talk about kindness, curiosity, the Pluto return, and winter. Yep, we're going to smash all of that into one show. That's why it's a feng shui ramble gamble, right? (laughs) They don't have any uh, correlation whatsoever, but that's why we're going to talk about them anyways, because that's what I feel like doing. And I do want to mention that astrologer Sharita Starr and I, we've put together a six-month workshop that's available now. Uh, We did an overarching uh, video. Uh, It's like a two-hour video on just what to expect over the next six months. And then what we're going to do is a deep dive each month on the monthly themes of retrogrades, eclipse season that's coming up, and then, of course, the Pluto return. And there's just so much going on in the stars uh, over the next couple of months that we just decided to break it down into this really killer workshop that's spread out as opposed to, you know, making all these individual little classes. And, and that's pretty much what she and I have been doing. Like last year, I think we put together, I don't know, four four or five classes and we were like well this is silly let's just you know make this more into a membership thing that way you can pop in pop out you know get what you need Um, but it's going to be a continuous thing so that we can continue to give you the information Um, and more importantly it just needs to be spread out oh my gosh because otherwise with everything that that's coming up it's going to be way too overwhelming and you know there's a there's just too much right now. Dolores Cannon used to always say that spirit would give her things in spoonfuls and like she would think that, all right, I know everything. <laughs> I have the whole universe figured out. And then they would feed her something else. And, and she said over the course of her 50-year career, you know, it was just spoonful after spoonful. And I like that analogy because I think it's so true. Like, you know, you can only take little things at a time. Otherwise, your head's going to explode. So that's what we did with this workshop. We've just put it together in a way so that um, it's just nice little spoonfuls that you can say, okay, step one, let's focus on this. Step two, (laughs) let's focus on this. And then I give, um, you know, just my insights as uh, a feng shui practitioner, just on how to manage your chi, keep things straight. You know, right now it's really hard to discern truth and um, have good judgment. And uh, it's easy when you're overwhelmed to become incredibly indecisive and, and almost like, you know, feel like you want to throw in the towel, like it's just too much. I get it. So it's really a time to be cultivating chi and Uh, cultivating the inner work and slowing down good lord but anyways so if you're interested in that you can just go over to the website the link is at the top of the page of gatesinteriordesign.com Alrighty, we're just going to dive right into this feng shui ramble gamble today first topic kindness this has been rattling around in my head all summer i actually wrote a 
blog post. I can't remember if I did it this year. Maybe it was at the beginning of the year. I was talking about how I thought kindness was the new rich, which I also think curiosity is the new rich, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But this subject of kindness has been rattling around in my head. Um, and it was prompted by my first mammogram, which I had back in June. And I'd never had one before. And I had been, you know, told for a couple of years that I should get one. And I kept putting it off and kept putting it off. And then when I had the damn thing, I was like, good grief. This is why I kept putting it off. It was seriously one of the most traumatic events of my life. Seriously. I mean, it was so bad. I don't know that I will ever go back again. And here's the thing. Our world is very chaotic. It's very scary. It's very unpredictable. And not that it was, you know, never not those things, but it's like, you know, on steroids right now. And events and occurrences are happening at breakneck speed right now and so I think at this point people are just freaking numb they're so numb to all of it and they're not even cognizant of their bad behavior so here's what happened to me and you may or may not relate man I hope not I hope you have an amazing experience when you get a mammogram I mean (laughs) because it wasn't my experience so I go in for my first ever mammogram and I'm not going to lie, I was anxious. I mean, I, w- I was really nervous about going in and doing this. And, you know, I don't really have a, a reason for this anxiety. Um, breast cancer doesn't run in my family. But I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer back in 2009. And we don't have cancer in our family. So I was the first one in our string of family members to get it. So that means that I'm prone to getting it again. It's possible. So I go into the little mammogram room and I explain this to the girl and I I tell her, hey, I'm I'm pretty freaking anxious about this. And like, you know, I need you to be easy on me. If you're not, I'm going to pass out because like I was having a hard time catching my breath. I was definitely anxious. I mean, it it was almost like being on the verge of a panic attack. And, you know, y'all know I'm a pretty calm person, but like, whoo, I was... I was having a hard time catching my breath because I was nervous and the girl doing this I mean I'm guessing I'm guessing she was maybe 28 maybe 30 years old maybe but she hands me a gown says to you know hey take off your bra take off your shirt put this uh, gown on with the front uh, open you know the the front part open meanwhile she's just standing there waiting for me to derobe in front of her just staring at me I was like okay like I guess I'm just gonna do this and I started to think okay maybe I'm overreacting this is what everyone does right every woman has to go through this every woman has to do this okay Amanda stop being a prude like just get on with it so I do as I'm told I barely get my clothes off and she proceeds to grab my arm and thrust me towards this machine that looks like an alien She grabs my left breast with zero warning, zero, shoves my right arm down and throws my boob into this machine. I mean, it was so abrupt and it was so chaotic and it scared the shit out of me because she did it so quickly. She didn't explain anything to me, had no compassion, no empathy. All the while, as I'm being flung around, she's telling me about her night out with friends and how hard it is to date 
because of the mask mandates. Now, after she grabs that image of my left boob, she whips me around again, grabs my right boob, rips my left arm down, shoves me back into the machine, and I don't have a lick of clothing on from the waist up. Yes, she did hand me the so-called said gown, but she keeps pulling it off of me completely, so it was really pointless to even put the damn thing on. She continues to tell me about her dating life. Now, I'm fully exposed, and she walks over to her computer, and while this large machine squeezes my boob, basically like a vice, and my other boob is just hanging out for the whole world to see, and I'm cold, FYI, she continues to tell me about the anxiety she has over wearing a mask because it fogs up her glasses. Now, this is probably really and truly only about a one-minute conversation, but I'm exposed some to, you know, I don't know her, so I'm totally exposed to her. My boob is still in the vice of this machine. I'm uncomfortable. I'm also on my tippy toes to be in this machine. I'm super anxious, and she's doing nothing. She's not grabbing any images. She's just telling her story. And I have to stand there, exposed, on my tippy toes, in a weird machine, listening to her stupid conversation. In my mind, it went on for 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this girl is going on and on and on about her anxiety over wearing glasses and a mask and trying to date. Now I'm really on the verge of a panic attack. I'm embarrassed. I'm uncomfortable. And this girl does not have a freaking clue about what I'm going through. She doesn't have a clue. She's not looking at my face or my body language or listening to the fact that I have zero interest in her story. I'm literally like, uh, uh uh-huh, uh, yeah, sure, uh. I'm giving her really no engagement because of how I'm feeling. And I'm just like, how, how is this possible? This girl has no pride in her job of, and, and no real, cognizance of what a delicate matter this is especially since I told her when I walked in how anxious and nervous I was and she just completely disregarded that information just completely blew it off to tell me about her story this is a very scary thing and it's a very scary test and I told her that I had cancer before and that I was anxious and scared and I just interviewed Samantha Harris at the beginning of the year for the show, and she was sharing with me her experience about being diagnosed with breast cancer, and she too has no family history of it. So instead of showing me care and empathy and kindness for what this could really mean for me, this anxiety, this fear, this scary situation... She's whipping me around like a rag doll and telling me about her and her anxiety and her concerns. So after that experience, I, you know, I'm telling you, I was pretty traumatized after all that. I mean, I went in, it was a lot of efforting. It was very scary. I released, you know, there, it was, I was holding on to a lot of energy while I was going through this and I was doing everything that I could to survive the event. I know that's a probably a bad way to put that, but I mean, it was pretty traumatic. I mean, 
I, I ended up having to come home and meditate and calm my nerves and calm down because I was so upset over the experience. And I realized that I was thinking about like, wow, how many other people are out in the world really managing sensitive things like this and not paying attention? not paying attention to the world around them and how people feel and instead focusing on themselves. And I went into the eye doctor shortly after my mammogram and it was almost the same exact experience. I was rushed. My questions were not answered. I was treated as if I was completely putting them out for booking an appointment. So here's the thing. Decisions are reactive based on how we feel. Let me say that again. Decisions are reactive based on how we feel. Everyone right now is feeling anxious, overwhelmed, and exhausted. Now, I'm not really feeling those things. I was feeling those things on that day because of the event that I was about to go through. And now imagine if you are feeling anxiety, overwhelm, and exhaustion every single day, and you then have to go and do an event like that. Holy cow. Like, that's a lot. But because you are allowing yourself to get whipped up in the tornado of everything that's going on around you, instead, if you just stopped being so reactive and started being proactive, slowing down, doing less, and going more with the flow, you'd feel better and not feel so worked up over things. And then you would treat people like humans. And I've said this many times on the show that we are no longer a society of doing everything on our own. We are no longer an island. Moving forward, everything is going to be about community and collaboration. So you have to treat others like you'd want to be treated yourself. People are really hurting right now. And our society has gotten so out of whack. And, you know, with the uh, invention of social media and everything, our society has gotten so selfish and narcissistic. And we're not even paying attention to those around us. We're not empathetic and paying attention to their feelings and, and that what they're going through matters. And we don't even realize how we're behaving anymore because we're so numb to it all. I mean, take a step back, slow down, and do the little things that matter that can really disrupt someone's day and break them out of that numbness. Open the door for someone. Buy someone a cup of coffee. Check in with those around you. Check in with people. Make sure they're okay. If we help each other and come together, we're going to feel better. And ultimately, we're going to treat each other better. I have a feeling that because this girl was so damn anxious and worked up over stupid shit that does not matter, she was basically blowing up and puking that anxiety onto me and not even paying attention to the fact that she is thinking in her little world that her mask issue and dating issue is more important than my potential cancer diagnosis. That's a real problem. That is a huge lack of empathy and compassion for another person. And this needs to change. I may never get a mammogram again <laughs> because of how I was treated. And honestly, all of, really all it would have taken was a little empathy 
and a little bit of kindness and I would have had a completely different outcome. Keep that in mind. All right, next topic. Let's talk about curiosity. And like I said, I think that curiosity and kindness are are the new rich. So I recently wrote an article on the blog. It's actually called, Is Curiosity the New Rich? Um, It's blowing up right now. A lot of people are, are commenting. I've had Uh, several comments. I've had several emails. It's really resonating with people. And I, and I should mention, I put the link up in the show notes so that if you want to rate it, you can. I encourage all of you to take a look at it. Um, 2020 created a ripple of change in our lives. You know, it's really forced us to evaluate, prioritize, you know, maybe get our priorities straight against what we thought our priorities really were. And in my journey to self-discovery, I have found that my new mantra is, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Seriously. Like uh, pretty much I say that those words, that sentence probably 20 times a day. Yeah, I don't want to. And when this really first started happening, this really started coming up for me at the beginning of the year, I was deeming it as laziness. I, you know, of course I start judging it, right? It's what we do. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I so lazy? What's wrong with me? I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I was started to feel guilt because I wasn't doing the things that I should be doing. But where are the shoulds coming from? You know, who's telling me to do those things? No one. And instead of me honoring this idea of I don't want to, I wasn't really taking a look at why so I started to meditate on it I started journaling about it I was going out in nature and and talking to my trees and I, I really wanted to connect with this feeling that I was you know having where, where was this coming from what was it stemming out of and I came to the realization it's not a lack of motivation it's not laziness it's boredom This is a very important distinction. And many of you are feeling this. And if you are feeling this, pay attention. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's a calling. It's a calling that is deep inside of you that's yearning for something new and different. And guess what it's called? Curiosity. It's this concept of, huh, but what else is there? What else might I do? And rather than going into something with little thought, merely to rush to the finish line for a predicted outcome, because 20 other people have done it before, probably more, this is about embracing something totally new. And FYI, embracing something totally new without fear, simply for the adventure of it all. Oh my God, how many of us actually do that? No way. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. What if I fail? We are so, like, we so desperately want to know the outcome. We have these, you know, expectations of what this should look like and what it has to look like. And we want to know what the finish line is going to be. Otherwise, we don't want to do it. Instead, we need to go in as the fool with the nap stack, nap sack. (laughs) We need to be the fool in his little knapsack on his back and we need to jump off the cliff for the joy of creating a new experience, falling 
and feeling that rush and adrenaline and see where it takes us. Where is it going to go? This isn't about an outcome. This isn't about producing something that has already been done. This is, you know, going into something blindly for the sake of having a fun and enjoyable journey. This is a completely new paradigm about creativity, possibility, and curiosity for the sake of fun and joy. So if you're feeling unmotivated and frankly bored, because many of you are, you need to read this article. This is about opening yourself up to something new and starting to create in a new way not doing something because you have an expectation of how it's going to end. That's very much the ego trying to control things. We need to start operating more from our right brain. And most importantly, we need to be operating from our heart. What is it that you want to be doing? You know, when I think it's it's the same old shit that I keep talking about with this podcast. Like, I feel like I've talked about everything. I feel like I've interviewed every possible healer. I've been doing this now for 12 years. And I, when I come to sit down to do this, I don't have the same joy that I used to have when I used to do it, you know, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was very creative and very fun. And now it feels like something, been there, done that. Eh, I've already done it. And I keep finding myself saying, I don't want to do it. (laughs) So now I'm going to do shows when I'm inspired, when I have this idea of something that I want to share and I don't want to force it anymore. I don't want to have it scheduled. I don't want it to be predictable. I want to do it as I am inspired to do it. Like with this show today, I was inspired to do a ramble gamble because I've literally got these things rambling around in my head that I want to share. And that's how I'm going to do this because that's how I want to do it. So as you're doing things, if you feel like you're going through the motions and you feel like you're bored out of your mind, lack motivation, really sit in that, lean into that emotion and ask why. And a better question now is now that you know why, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to change it and feed that need? that yearning that your soul has for something new and exciting and oh my god fun for the sake of fun all right pluto return astrologer shrita star and i we go into great detail about this in the new workshop that i was mentioning a couple of minutes ago again you can go to gatesinteriordesign.com uh the link is at the top of the the page there if you want to pop in and, and check out what we're doing but (sighs) the Pluto return needs to be mentioned, even if you decide not to uh, go in and and learn more about this. Um, I think it's important to mention because a lot of people, I keep seeing this, uh, you know, I get push notifications. I'm hearing it when I go to the yoga studio. I'm hearing it out and about. Everybody keeps saying that they want to go back to normal. And I've said it many, many times on the show. That's not going to happen. We are not going back. Well, and really, was it normal what we were doing? I don't think it was. We have a lot of events that are going on in the sky uh, over the next couple of months. Really, this whole year. Um, Lots of events that are ushering in really big, really exciting change. Um, But if you're grasping for the old concepts, 
if you're grasping for that quote unquote back to normal, whoo doggy, things are about to get real scary for you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. If you're outside of the U.S., your country has likely already gone through a Pluto return. Um, you know, a lot of uh, big things have happened under Pluto returns. The Roman Empire came crashing down. Stalin was killed under his Pluto return in the Soviet Union. Um, you know, entire empires have changed and shifted under their Pluto returns. Um, so, you know, this is a really big deal. This is our first one that we've ever had. <clears throat> it's going to usher in great and dramatic change. Um, but you know, we've never gone through one before, so we don't really have um, an idea. Well, we have a little bit of an idea. Um, the 30s, 1930s, especially uh, 31 to 34 was our halfway point. And so we, we got a, a glimpse, like a halfway glimpse, but a little tiny peek around the curtain um, of what this could potentially look like. And the thing is, is that it's hitting the U.S. charts smack dab in the face of healthcare, financial system, government, basically all the structures that we've come to trust uh, and that we think maybe has our best interest. Uh-oh, truth is going to be exposed. <laughs> Illusions are going to be unearthed and, you know, we're going to we're going to learn a lot of false things uh, or things that are are we had the illusion that it was not false but maybe is about to become false and Anything that's been built on a house of cards, anything that has not been built on integrity, uh, has maybe been built on greed, power, control, wrong things um, are about to fall apart. And, you know, again, this could be quite scary um, depending on the view that you have. I think it's going to be quite exciting because it's going to usher in uh, a better and new way to do things. And, you know, while we go go through this, it's going to get messy. It's going to look scary. Um, but you have to envision this emerging like the phoenix, which, of course, I'm going to see it as that because I'm a damn Scorpio, right? Like my whole life has been death and rebirth, death and rebirth. It's like I'm constantly being challenged. I'm constantly being ripped through the mud and then rising like the phoenix so this makes perfect sense to me like I, I'm not bothered by this at all I think that once we come out on the other side you know where there's a quality for all and real health care uh you know and not big pharma and no financial divide or class system hell yeah sign me up but, you know, be warned, things are going to continue to speed up. Things are going to get real bizarro and real weird. And you're probably going to find yourself saying things like, oh, my God, no way that's impossible. Or, oh, my God, how can this be? You know, and again, we can look back to the 30s, which is the halfway point of our Pluto return. And 9,000 U.S. banks failed in uh, the beginning of the 30s. In 1933 alone, 4,000 banks failed. Closed for business. No one could access their money. Ha. And the Great Depression began. So we had food shortages, labor shortages. People couldn't access their money. And, you know, if this happened today, wouldn't you be saying to yourself, oh, my God, how can this be? This is impossible. Well, the 30s represent the halfway point of our U.S. Pluto return. And so it's giving us a glimpse of the energy and how the impossible 
suddenly becomes possible. And this isn't to scare you. This is to prepare you. Keep your head up, you know, really start doing your inner work right now. Slow down, calibrate your system and get your chi straight. You know, you want to be discerning. You want to be decisive. You want to have a clear head and everyone's going to experience this differently. And, you know, there's no better way to prepare than to know how to be prepared. And, you know, you may be saying, well, hell, man, I have no idea how to be prepared. Well, guess what? Neither do I. But I am meditating on it. I'm working with my spirit guides. I'm spending time in nature. I'm making sure that I'm keeping my schedule at a reasonable pace. I've really started to slow down quite a bit. I'm taking tons of herbs and eating really healthy. And I'm just really trying to do things that work for me so that I have my head on straight. You know, I want to be able to take a step back when this stuff starts hitting and saying, okay, here we go. You know, I don't want to be panicked. I don't, that's, I really felt like that's what happened to us in 08. If you experienced 2008, um, you know, I was so wrapped up in my business and running an interior design business that I wasn't really paying attention to global events. And so when 08 happened, man, I, I felt blindsided. I really felt like it came out of nowhere. And that was my own being naive and my own uh, putting my head in the sand and, and just not, you know, paying attention. And so just be aware, you know, be open and aware and, and follow your heart. Stop doing things for the sake of doing things and follow your heart. It will never steer you wrong. All right. Enough of the Pluto return. Again, if you want to learn more about that, uh, go into the workshop that Sharid and I put together you can find the link on my website um i finally to wrap up the show i want to talk about winter um you know things are about to turn real cold real quickly uh by the end of october beginning of november many 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 states are going to start seeing record lows um and this is going to be one of our coldest winters that we've seen in a very very long time um here in nashville it's probably been 40 50 years since we've had a a winter that's going to be this cold um we likely will not have a spring we're going to go straight into summer so that means that our winter is going to be very very long we probably won't start warming up until uh, may or june of next year theodore white is a world-renowned weather astrologer uh he pays attention to uh the planets and how they behave and um our jet stream is changing Uh, It has something to do with the sun and how it controls our temperatures and Saturn has shifted um, and there's just a lot of big stuff going on in the sky and this creates big change and it really started about two years ago that the shifts, the very slow shifts started and last year um, is when we really started to get again that peak behind the curtain. I know here in Uh, Nashville, we had uh, several snowstorms, which, you know, I've been here for almost 20 years. We usually only get one or two bad snowstorms. Last year, we had several. And in February, we had a big one. Um, I mean, you know, it it lasted for almost three weeks. The entire city was shut down. Trucks couldn't get in. It was difficult to get food. I mean, you know, it was a lot. And 
I remember uh, reading about that, that it was going to start, and I thought I was prepared, and then I was like, well, shit, I was not prepared. <laughs> I mean, I was locked up in my house for three weeks, and, you know, I, I, luckily I had prepared. Sharita and I had done a workshop uh, in the fall of 2020, and we had talked about stocking up and being prepared with food, and luckily I had tons of food, but, you know, I wasn't quite prepared for uh, just being holed up for three weeks. I didn't think that it was going to be quite that bad. So just be prepared. Make sure that you have plenty of food stocked up. You know, like dry goods would be great. Beans, rice, things like that. Pancake mix. Just things that you can keep in the pantry in case, you know, a, a big storm hits and you're locked up for a week. Make sure you have plenty of warm clothes and linens in case electricity goes out. And if you're lucky enough to have, uh, you know, a fireplace, make sure you have plenty of uh, cords of wood and just be prepared um, you know, when that massive storm hit us, uh, in February, it, I had known that I didn't know what month it was going to hit, but Theodore had predicted it. And he had said that we were going to hit, you know, a, a lot of these big storms in places we, we had never seen them before, which Houston, uh, is a great example of that. I mean, they got all that snow and they were not prepared. And so there was so much ice and snow and our city was just, it, it was completely paralyzed by it. So, you know, when stores have to close down, shelves are empty, trucks can't get in, it can create a little bit of a, a cluster for a moment. And so, you know, if you've got kids and stuff, you just definitely want to have some things in your pantry ready and uh, make sure that you have plenty of um, warm things in case the electricity goes out. You know, you just have to kind of think about the bigger picture. So I know that was quite a ramble gamble. Um, it's pretty good. I think there's some good nuggets in there. Uh, I will say here's the takeaway. Kindness is what we need to show to each other and curiosity is what we need to show ourselves. So this to me creates the perfect yin-yang balance. This is what gives us fulfillment and happiness. And so, you know, stop trying to control the outcome. Hell, stop trying to, you know, control everything. I think right now our world is so chaotic and crazy that, you know, we're grasping at straws to try to control things. And, and you know, if we have something that we can control, uh, I'm seeing so many people with coping mechanisms right now because they feel like they're out of control. But feeling like that is a lack of uh, self-work, you know, self-care. Slow down, cultivate your chi, take care of yourself, eat well, do whatever it is that is going to make you happy. If eating Cheetos is going to make you happy, then freaking A, do that. But take care of yourself, you know, stop trying to control things and do everything in your power to go with the flow. And I have a lot of friends in my life that suffer from anxiety. And I know that when you hear things like that, you're like, that's not possible, Amanda. It's not a, a switch that you can turn on and off. And you're absolutely right. But what you can control and what you can do is work on yourself. Get your ass out in nature. You know, meditate, rest, read, read spiritual matter, do yoga, do things that are going to calm your system down and get your ass out of your own way. Because when you get yourself worked up in a froth and you start getting worked up with the things going on in the world, it's going to be very hard to calm your chi down. So stay in that state. Do everything that you can to stay there. Go with the flow and approach everything with childlike wonder. Frustration and dis disappointment just get you nowhere. I mean, you know, all it's going to do is work you up and get you stressed out and you can't control it. In fact, uh, Tony Robbins has a great quote, expectation is resentment under construction. Woo, doggy. Ain't that the truth? So, you know, if something fails and doesn't go as planned, thank the universe for bringing it to your attention. Hey, 
There's a better way of doing things. If someone is unkind to you, whips you around in a damn mammogram room, learn from it. How can situations like that make you better, maybe make the world better? I'm going to say that doing this podcast and telling everyone out there, one, be careful if you go into mammograms. <laughs> but my lesson is, you know, let's be kind to one another. Jesus criminy, the world is hard enough. Don't make my mammogram hard too. Learn from it. How can situations like that make you better? And when people disappoint you, and Lord have mercy, they will. Hold gratitude. Hold gratitude that there is a better way to behave. And you can put that in motion. You know, be kind, be curious, stay open. Because all of us, ugh, unfortunately, we all signed up to be here at this time and go through this glorious, amazing, crazy time. And somehow, some way, we are going to come through with community and togetherness. And hey, that's how we're going to find joy and happiness. So two more of those things, you know. I think the things that we've been led to believe that are going to fulfill us, whether it's more consumerism, buying shiny objects, you know, eh, none of that matters. Find the things that make your heart sing. That's what's going to make you happy. And it's going to make all of these events that we're about to go through just super, you know, more enjoyable. Go with the flow. And then it won't seem so hard. You can sit back with your warm clothes and your stocked pantry and go, oh, yeah. Amanda said this was going to happen. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show today. My name is Amanda Gates. Childlike wonder, curiosity, kindness. That's all we need. Be curious. Stay open. And you're not lacking motivation. You are not lazy. You're just simply bored. So find a new way of doing things so that you can be excited again. To learn more about the workshop, go to gatesinteriordesign.com. I also have online booking. So if you want a feng shui reading or some help with design, have questions, things like that, you can now book online. Um, so make sure you take advantage of that. And hey, trust the vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs>